like I was saying earlier, the protect step is all about making sure the skin is getting what it needs to uh, to be able to un- encounter stressors in our environment. And the good news is, is that we don't have to uh, worry about lipids in your skin <laughs> if you have oily skin. So we don't need to add more oil to your skin. But my recommendations are is that you still need a cream-based, a water-based moisturizer that's going to be benefiting you because everyone, as they age, loses the ability to retain water in their cells. That's just what happens. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knabel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. We're so glad to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That connection, just the two of us. Um, we are going to dig into um, our skin type series again this week on oily skin. I'm so excited for this. But before we jump in, I'm going to read our review of the week. And this is my favorite review we've received so far. <laughs> um, it's from Live In Your Body. And uh, they said, when I started listening, I kicked myself for not joining you last year. I binge listened to you. I got to the last episode today and am grieving. (laughs) There's more. Now I only get new episodes once a week. I take in a lot of food and health podcast summits and books, so I already know a ton about food, nutrition, and health, yet I really appreciate Cassie's take on it. Genevieve, your information about skin health, skincare, and beauty is amazing. Your podcast has a style that is different and fun. It's clear that the podcast is just an extension of your active friendship. I'm really impressed with your production, Genevieve, down to the music. I know how much it takes doing this. Thank you so much for all you do. Oh, oh, did she just compliment me on my back end stuff that nobody knows about? <laughs> That's so awesome. They get it. They get it. Oh, I try to make guys. sure everybody knows about how much you do on the back end. It's pretty amazing. Oh, thank so um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was amazing. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Um, don't forget, you guys, if you are loving the podcast and you haven't yet, please go leave us a review in iTunes. We would be forever grateful when we see that we really mean it we go back and read these we really really take to heart what you have to say and we just appreciate our community so much our rebel heart nation um thank you for being here thank you for listening thank you for supporting us um we love you every single thing we read we celebrate oh my we celebrate every single time yes and we're honored that you would take the time to listen to this podcast we really are so thank you thank you But I mean, truthfully, this is the part where I ask you, like, how you're doing? Like, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I just want to channel Joey Tribbiani from Friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. um, I'm in a period where I'm, like, really digging into uh, Kate Northrup's book, Do Less, which you guys have heard heard me gush about. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had about... Uh, two cycles uh, two menstrual cycles from um, starting to track my cycle and Mm. figuring out how to manage my energy around that so this was the first month in which I actually like sat down and wrote out what I'm going to be doing over the month of um, right now we're recording this in August so over the month of August and how to manage my energy. So I'm going to like just uproot my whole schedule and do that, which has been kind of fun. Cause I, I've been feeling the need to like just shake things up quite a bit. 
Mm. Um, I was telling, okay. I was telling Josh the other day, I was like, I'm feeling this like weird inkling to move and we're not moving. Like we have no plans to move. Um, and we don't want to, but I was just like, I, something, I know that feeling though. Something, something is big. stirring in me. Yeah. I need a change. Like I need like a change of scenery. So we kind of talked about how all the ways to accomplish that. But anyways, mm. so I'm very excited about the schedule changes and the energy management and kind of approaching things more on a weekly basis. If you guys haven't read her book yet highly recommend it please go read it it's called do less it's targeted toward mamas and women but you don't need to be a mom and frankly i don't think you need to be necessarily a woman to, yeah, it's all about to the get a lot of masculine it. energy yes like, yeah. yeah so if you just identify more in a space of feminine energy even you could jump in on this but um, and you can always just go by the cycle of the moon instead of your menstrual cycle. If you don't have one, like there's, it's just so good. It's so, so good. So anyways, um, that's kind of, I'm trying to implement, I'm in the implementation phase of everything Ooh, that that's I've learned. Exciting. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just behind you on this book. So I, I, I feel where you are because I can see where that is going. Once you've had a chance to like kind of track your cycle think about energetically where you've been and that energy management that she teaches and I'm I am so here for it and I'm not even done with the book yet I think I'm three quarters of the way through it and I'm just like okay like I have got some excite and I'm excited to like put those things into my life that she's talking about and the the trial runs and the experiments she talks about and I'm like Oh my gosh, I think this is exactly what I needed. I think this is exactly what a lot of people need that identify with that feminine energy, mm-hmm. that identify with that community, that cyclical, the, you know, bringing in and instead of, you know, being single minded, you're thinking collectively. Like, I just, I don't know, the whole thing. I'm just really excited to, and I'm excited to watch you do it. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. What? <laughs> um, I definitely need to share my journey a bit more on social media because I really think this could be pretty transformative for myself and then IE, of course, others too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the other thing I've been doing is binge watching Queer Eye on Netflix. Ooh. Oh, it's so good. So the I original Queer Eye was kind of about like just increasing tolerance around issues and like the lgbtq community and they did makeovers and stuff but this is like a step up and it's so much more about like increasing acceptance not tolerance but acceptance of the lgbtq community and Mm -hmm. they do amazing things like they're making over people's homes they're um, looks like their hair, their makeup, their, their wardrobe. Um, they're doing like counseling types. I mean like, oh my gosh. and each of these guys and, and food. So they're like learning how to cook healthy meals or how to meal prep or whatever it is. They're wow. literally, it's like a week of someone coming in, five people coming in and changing your life. And I'm obsessed with the show. I love a transformation. <laughs> well, that's like, I like an Enneagram Five's nightmare. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I know, right? That My would husband's be like, uh, no, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it looks, that sounds amazing. But honestly, like one of my favorite parts about this show is that they are really like, they're going into like some pretty conservative homes and conservative towns That's and awesome. doing these transformations. Shake that up. Shake it up. Oh my gosh. And, and they're having these beautiful emotional moments where, you know, maybe someone might've had a different idea in their head about a gay man. And then this person kind of transforms it. Someone in the group transforms it for them and really hits home. And it mm. allows people to just see, human beings as they are human beings Mm, and I just think it's so important so anyways like not to get on my soapbox about that kind of stuff but man if you love yourself a makeover show and you love the idea of just immersing yourself a little bit more in just LGBTQ culture if you're in alliance with that or if you're in that community yourself so that's a really cool show I'm I'm down that sounds amazing I've been kind of in the opposite. Like I've been like, I'm going to say opposite. I've just been taking in like stranger things and this new series on Netflix called another life. And they're both kind of sci-fi kind of scary. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's not really my norm. And I, it's been a long time since I've taken in an entertainment for the sake of entertainment. 
I'm not, I, there is no self-development in that. There is no. See, I didn't start into queer eye thinking there would be self-development, but I was like, yeah, I should do my hair every day. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, honestly, man, there's just, I, I really do enjoy the artistry behind a lot of things that are purely just entertainment. Like, there's very little, like, value to it other than it's just plain old entertaining, you know, or distracting, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> um, but Which it's, one? Who knows? I know, but funny story. So I don't really do scary movies. I don't like I for a while in my early 20s, I was like, I hear that it's just if you the more you watch, the less like it scares you and then it becomes more exciting. And so I tried to take them in and I watched House on Haunted Hill for like maybe an hour of it. It's like no. a little over halfway of it. No. And I just and I at one point I stood up and I'm like, I'm done. No, I just nope. Uh-uh. Mm. I, I'm And I just walked out of the room and my husband was like, but what uh okay he's like he's always had the mind of like finish the movie and it won't give you nightmares and i'm like f that i it's gonna give me nightmares no matter what i do like like it's so i had to take the standpoint of like i value my sleep and my sanity to not to like not do those things but with stranger things it's so more of um just fantastical that and your imagination can absolutely go wild with it but um i've told my husband i i will try it out and see how it goes and I love the story so much, but I do much better when I watch it in the daylight. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I I can't. I know you've told me that. Josh loves Stranger Things and I I just can't go there. I can't it's do it. Intense. It's really intense for me specifically. Yeah. I know a lot of people love it. Like they're like, yes, my husband's like that. And I'm like I'm already intense enough. I don't need to increase intensity <laughs> in my life. Not do that. not need it. Need to decrease <laughs> intensity. I know. I told him, I was like, I think I need a tranquilizer if I'm going to watch this, especially at night. Well, to be <laughs> honest, the first three episodes we watched really late at night. Okay. This is so funny. So Skylar was staying up really late making, <laughs> you guys are going to laugh at this. Um, what's, what's the guy's name from the Marvel series? He's like the big, bad, big, bad guy in like Endgame and stuff like that. I have no he, idea. You're asking oh the my wrong gosh. person. Like, honestly, he, um, it was one of those things where your son is like gone to a camp and he comes home and he's like hey so i need a costume for tomorrow and we were like ah <laughs> uh, okay and oh thanos is his name thanos is the big bad guy in that show oh, and he's okay. got this glove that he wears and paxton really wanted to wear this glove and skylar was like um I have to make it for you. So he stayed up until 2.30 in the morning making a cardboard Thanos glove. Then he made resin gems. Like, I was like, the oh my gosh, my husband is just, he's such a maker like that. And so he was like, you want to stay up with me while I make it? And I'm like, well, I can't really help you. It's kind of a one person thing. And he's like, yeah, that's true. And I thought, what better time to binge watch Stranger Things? So I watched like four episodes in up until like two in the morning and then I couldn't sleep. <laughs> no. And I was like, but then I was hooked. I'm like, what do I do? Anyway, so no. it was, that's where I've been in my TV watching. Although I watch like one episode a week because that's all my nerves can handle. <laughs> oh, my nerves. My nerves. <laughs> like, huh. You so, sound like a, a very delicate Southern lady. <laughs> my nerves. My delicate disposition. Anyway, so I mean, I... I just don't get an opportunity. I don't give myself the opportunity because I don't like binge watching if I don't like, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where there's so many other things I want to accomplish and other things I want to do. And in a past life, I would have I would have absolutely had like a nightly routine. And I just don't do that much anymore. So I feel like I like I've been indulging lately, which has been kind of fun. Mm. But my nerves are kind of like, cool it, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Chill it. Oh, I love it. All right, girl, let's dig into oily skin. I'm so excited for this particular episode of our skin typing series because I feel like oily skin is really hard to navigate. So let's jump in and tell us about um, Mm -hmm. defining characteristics of oily skin, and then we can kind of go from there. Okay. Yeah, I totally agree. I think oily skin is one of those um, mysteries to people because it's really easy to mistype. 
and think that you are oily when you're not. And then when you are oily, it's like, well, how come I'm not like that oily person? You know, it just turns into a lot of like, well, uh, just misnomers and misunderstandings. So uh, some things to look for are large pores. Now, large pores are a result of a pore getting stretched out because of the amount of oil that is coming through it. So uh, typically you'll see that on like apples of cheeks, nose, chin, and this isn't to be confused with like blackheads. Sometimes it can be confusing because they're both kind of dark, like colored and, you know, so if you don't have like if you know, you're not extracting something from it and it's just always clear but big, that's a good indication you got large pores. Um, you're not going to see very many large pores on the outer perimeter of the face. So it's really just going to be the centers of the face. Um, some other things are if you wear makeup, then you're going to notice that makeup just kind of slides off your face or it just disappears. <laughs> you're like, I can't keep makeup on my face um, because our natural oil production, the sebum production is going to be the master mover. Oil moves stuff, you know, so if you're putting makeup on your face and it's like there's extra oil production there, then it's going to move faster. Something else I find this one actually really interesting is that typically people with truly oily skin have less fine lines. They have less fine lines and wrinkles. They look younger than they are in a lot of ways, um, they, which I find really fascinating because oil is is really our skin's natural protective measures. So they're going to have more um, protective measures for skin, like cell breakdown, that sort of a thing, because uh, they're hydrated and that's a whole nother story. So. Um, but something else you might typically see with someone with large pores, not always, this is just sometimes, is that there's going to be breakouts in the center of the face. Whereas like somebody that might have like dry acneic skin is going to see most of that, are going to see it more on the perimeters of the face or it's going to be intermittent in the center. Yep. Um, me. <laughs> yeah, it me. Yeah, <laughs> it me. Uh, and But with somebody with really truly oily skin, they're going to get breakouts on their nose, mm-hmm. on their chin on the apples of their cheek um but it's going to be intermittent as well Uh, it's just really the placement can be kind of and this isn't and if you got if you don't totally fit in this category but you do for some of it just keep listening you might you know hear more things that are because oily skin is very situational so yeah i feel like disclaimer i feel like this is really um an interesting thing to look at gender wise too because a lot of men tend to have at the same age as women less wrinkles and fine lines Mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. also tend to have more oil production than women yes. do, right? Or do they yeah. have more sebum glands or is there just automatically more production or like how does that work? Yeah, actually, that, I'm glad you brought this up because um, typically men are going to have percentage wise more sebaceous glands which produce the sebum in your pores there's going to be more sebaceous glands than women see and it, that this kind of goes back to the like my man just washes his face in the shower <laughs> and he just uses bar soap and he's fine and or like with my husband's story like when he was a teenager and he got a few breakouts he was told he needed to wa- get a skincare regimen and so what was he given he's given things like clean and clear and Yuck. you know toners and things like that to clear that out and his skin just went quackers it got worse because he was clearing all of that natural oil and he probably just needed a percentage of that you know and so and then he's like but as soon as I stopped washing my face it went away and I was like that's because your natural sebum production was doing its job so I I get that for sure there's and there's a lot to break down with that but typically with women there's going to be less oil production which is why you see a lot of women use more moisturizers or need more moisturizers than men so yeah that makes sense Okay, yeah. let's jump into some causes and mechanisms. I have a little bit to add here, but I want you to start yes. with like the science base behind what's really happening here with oily skin. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that we're approaching this from both of our perspectives because I think that um, oil production has so much to do with what's going on the inside of our body and we it kind of comes out on the outward part of our body. <laughs> so, but what you're going to see is if your pore is where your hair comes from. So... That's like an opening into your epidermis that is lined with the last layer of skin cells. And then there's at the very base of that, there's where your hair connects to its nutrient source, which is usually a tiny little blood vessel, a little little teeny tiny little capillary. And inside that pore is where you're going to see the sebaceous gland. So the sebaceous gland is going to be producing its sebum, which is 
the slick, shiny stuff you see on your face is sebum, is going to be coming out of that sebaceous gland through the pore. So a lot of times when we talk about having clogged pores, um, it has a lot to do with skin cells and oil in the in the pore. And then you're also dealing with um, blackheads. Uh, like There's all sorts of stuff to do with that. But usually the causes of oily skin are either genetic. So you're going to see that uh, your family has got a history of really oily, slick skin, uh, large pores, that sort of a thing. But it can also be because of environmental. So if your skin is feeling under attack, if it's got overexposure to pollution, UV rays, anything that is going to break down the skin, your skin is going to react. It's going to go to its protective measures and the environment can absolutely induce oil skin. Um, that also leads into things like lifestyle factor, factor, which is where I want to hear more from you is lifestyle has a lot to do with like, how are you sleeping? How is your stress levels? What are you eating? Like, how does your body reacting to what you're eating? Like so, the basics of the basics, people. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah. essentially, like all of your skin health regardless of whether you have oily skin or or whatever is going on comes down to gut and hormone health and if gut and hormone health are out of balance then your skin's going to be out of balance that's an outward picture your skin oh, is man. epithelial tissue the inside of your gut your intestinal lining is epithelial tissue like, i'm so glad you brought that up connection here yeah so um, go back. I'd recommend going back and listening to our two-part series on digestion if you need to get some tips around gut health because um, it's just not that simple. And as far as hormone mm-hmm. health goes, we don't have any episodes addressing hormone health directly. But basically, hormones are made out of like fat-soluble vitamins. like So vitamins A, D, E, and K2. And then you need fat to aid in the production of those, those um, hormones because fat-soluble vitamins need to be carried with fat you know yes it's not rocket science here yes <laughs> um, but it is a revelation for a lot of people so yeah it's not taught it really typically. follows that our gut and hormones aren't balanced then we're going to see excess oil production and even possibly acne that depends and we'll talk more about that in our in our episode all about acne which is going to be like probably just a ginormous q a like <laughs> holy moly um but what causes the imbalance and like how can we get it in check those questions are not as easy to address um because there can be some specific foods that like maybe you know don't really help with oily skin but there's no specific foods that that cause it right it's this this right. imbalance in the function of the body right and so you want to, you know, try to find a balance between, you know, the kinds of bacteria that support health in the body. I don't like to say good and bad gut bacteria. There's no such thing as bad bacteria. It needs to be there just in a smaller amount, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, Depends on what we're talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. And then supporting immune system, our immune health episode, you guys, um, cold and flu episode It is money money Money. for supporting your skin health (laughs) you need that Mm -hmm. episode um Mm -hmm. and then nutrient absorption right which is huge so we talked a lot about that in our digestion episode um but the main offenders that kind of cause imbalances in the skin are excess sugar excess dairy excess gluten um not enough healthy omega-3 fats or just a balance because we get exposed to so many omega-6 fatty acids in um, seed oils and restaurant foods and processed foods, all things of that nature. So having more omega-3 fats in our, in our diet, um, zinc is huge for skin. Can I say this 27,000 gajillion times? It's kind of huge for a lot of things. And I'm saying this from a personal space. Zinc, (laughs) zinc, people, zinc, man. Um, I just recently had was having some some extra breakouts in my skin. And I'm like, dang it, what is going on? And you know what I realized? I had stopped my zinc supplement, Good. like just yep. mm-hmm. just out of getting busy. And I was like, okay, yeah. all right, this is a real thing for you, Cassie. Um, mm-hmm. Probiotics can also be really really huge for physical appearance of skin health. Um, you know, kind of addressing gut health from the internal perspective, um, and then vitamins A, C, and E, as well as D. And K2, so fat-soluble vitamins. Um, And protein. Protein, protein, protein. Collagen Mm. synthesis needs protein Mm. to happen. And you have to be making sure you're eating adequate protein. Most women do not eat adequate protein. Um, Most human beings don't eat adequate protein. Uh, And so... It's all out of balance. (laughs) 
Yeah, and this doesn't mean you have to eat tons and tons of meat. There's lots of different places to get protein. But man, like be really mindful of having a solid source of protein with every single meal. And protein is not beans and protein is not tofu. Like you need (laughs) unprocessed, almost just fully protein rich meals. So um, that's kind of my basic advice, you know, go back to the basics and really look at it. Um, but essentially when you have an imbalance, like you're going to either have like excess oil production or you could have dryness, you could, you know, it could go either way. So however you're supporting this is going to be whatever allows your body to go back to homeostasis, right? That's what we all, that's what we're looking for. And then of course, like you mentioned the extra lifestyle factors like sleep, you know, if you're having skin issues, like you bet I'm going to ask you how your sleep is. Like, yep. how are you doing? Are you on point with that? So getting back to the basics with all that is really important. I know. I think it's being really honest with yourself. <laughs> that can be the hardest part of like, okay, mm-hmm. like Cassie, like, am I getting my zinc in? No. <laughs> like, And I know that it helps and aids my processes. Yep. So like being really honest with yourself, but there, there is a percentage of people out there that just you're going to have oily skin. Like there's like you could be doing everything perfectly and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like truly people who are more on the oily skin perspective, I'm like, I'm like, you bless you. I'm so happy for you. Like it can be a real pain in the neck, but truly your skin is in a much more protective state and it's mm-hmm. going to appearance wise look better than ever. I don't care why anybody says at least we're, at least we're in this state of like the glow is a thing because that when I was in aesthetic school and actually in my first few years of med spa work we had this saying amongst aestheticians that if our if our uh if our patient didn't leave with that aesthetic glow (laughs) you know and actually kind of like that glowy oily like slick looking face then we didn't do our job because they need that protective state when they leave our spa or our med spa to be able to say that they've got enough moisture there that's going to absorb into the skin and da, 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 da. so if you live in that state there's you're you're in a good place like there are some actionable things that you can do and ingredients to look for and um, definitely have a great list of product recommendations that's going to add to your skin and not take away because I think that's the that is the primary problem with people that have oily skin is that they are taught to take the oil away. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> do like that's we want to work with the oil that you have, not strip it and take it away. There's there's a very big difference between aiding the skin and taking stuff it needs away. We want to manage so. it, manage yeah, the oil manage production. I so like what are some like really specific ingredients that you mm. look for when someone's got oily skin, like truly oily skin? Yeah, um, honestly, I look for products that have a percentage of salicylic acid in it. The higher the percentage, the more we're trying to treat target treat something. So you'll um, over the counter, you're only going to see up to two percent because you get into like the five percent or higher, and it turns into a chemical peel. So two percent is actually kind of a lot. Um, but typically, if you turn over an ingredient bottle and you see salicylic in there, the point of the salicylic ingredient is to allow for better product absorption, as in like it's one of the it's a BHA, so a beta hydroxy acid. It's going to help cut through oil and get penetrate through that and allow product deliverance that you wouldn't have got otherwise. And so salicylic can be a very important ingredient for like body moisturizer, mm. for face moisturizer. This for- is why I love the countermatch body, body lotion, lotion. Mm-hmm. oh my goodness mm-hmm. i i still you guys i will sing the praises of this product from beauty counter because i normally would have to double moisturize during the winter and do like oil and body butter mm-hmm. and year round i can just use that adaptive uh body lotion from the countermatch line because it has the salicylic acid in it and it's actually like on the lower third of the ingredients list like right at that lower third just a and a tiny bit it's it's not that's not very much and that's all that's really needed sometimes because it's such a powerful ingredient for that so you get into like like you see some products with two percent in it and that is going to be more drying so like it's going to cut through more oil and it's going to add more anti-inflammatory properties to it which can be kind of drying so it depends on the percentage so don't go crazy you don't want to slather your face with two percent every day that's going to be too much but just look for it on the ingredients list and decide like why am i using this and what's its purpose sort of thing yeah the next ingredient i look for is charcoal 
Uh, now, charcoal is kind of a funny thing. It it's very um, it comes across as kind of gimmicky to a lot of people, especially with all those black charcoal masks that are out there. And some of them are not great. If they, if you can physically peel it off your face, just no. Oh my gosh. Don't don't please like you are going to pull all of those little baby vellus hairs out and you potentially could make them darker if you're doing that so like and if you're pulling if you're using like bior strips like that no oh my gosh you're gonna make those pores ginormous you're gonna be ripping that sucker out just just yeah no so what i mean by charcoal meaning is like if you are you seeing charcoal in in, in a wash in a spray in a wash off mask those kind of things because charcoal is a great ingredient for picking things up and then letting you wash it away um, because it it traps and holds on to that. It like sucks it into those little tube-like molecular structures the charcoal is and it just holds on to that stuff and allows you to wash it away. And so I like charcoal for somebody who is dealing with um, lots of oil production or they are oily. It just depends. And we're going to get into that in the product recommendation. Um, the next ingredient selection that I like to look for is clay. Some, most of this is going to be in masks. Um, you're not going to see clay in many other things because really clay shouldn't stay on your face because it will just take everything. <laughs> so it's like clay is great for masks. And I think masks, this is why people have come to love masks is, is, is it, it cuts through the oil. It takes the oil off and allows for a better deliverance of product. It's when, using it on an everyday basis is too much. I'd say like once a week, like if you got a mask that's got clay in it once a week, that's, that's golden. If you have oil production, like I have really dry, sensitive skin year round, except for the month of August, I seem to be able to tolerate masks pretty well because I just warmer, you know, like my body's just producing more oil. I'm probably eating seasonally better because of all the things that are available. Like there's just, my skin just does better. And during that time, um, some of the clays you can look for are kaolin, bentonite clay and french green clay so the french green clay is actually a really interesting one because it's talking about oil pulling and also pore tightening Mm. um whereas most of the other ones are just going to be drawing things to it the the french green it's got that tightening property to it which is kind of unusual so i wanted to make sure that you guys heard about that and was highlighted there awesome yeah Okay, well, let's dig into some product recommendations because I know... This is the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is the meat with the with the peeps with oily skin because I think it's mm-hmm. so tough to find. It I is. mean, no matter what, you're going to be troubleshooting here. So, like, people, please do not forget that you can do a one-on-one skin consultation with Genevieve and really get If you have oily at, skin, come at me. Yeah. I'm like... Mm. You need you yeah. need her and her expertise in this area. So I know a lot of this conversation is going to be it depends. Yes. Um, but give <laughs> us give us some product recommendations for for oily skin. Sure. So first thing I want to say straight out is that a lot of my recommendations on this list are beauty counter. But truly, you guys, this is actually a lot of the reason why I partner with beauty counter and I love their products and things is that they are so smartly formulated that mm-hmm. it is it is difficult for me to find variety outside of beauty counter that I trust because of ingredients. Yeah. yeah, that's safe. Ingredient selection, um, but safe and performance. Like that's something I really appreciate about Beauty Counter is that if something's not working, they pull it or they don't put it on the market in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I have witnessed that in the two and a half years I've been doing this over and over again with every product launch and every product that's currently out. If it doesn't work, they pull that sucker. And or if it's just not working for people in some regard, they pull it. So there are quite a few Beauty Counter recommendations on here with a few in here here and there for but this again each product's gonna be like a depend situation so i i also want to give people an option for things that aren't things like benzoyl peroxide like benzoyl peroxide is a very common ingredient in especially really popular big global brands because it clears the skin at first and when it's something clears the skin at first, we have to have a conversation of, OK, well, what's next? Like, you know, it, we don't want to deal with bleaching in the skin or hyperpigmentation because those two things show that there is a massive amount of stress going on over a long period of time. And while it did the trick for the first few weeks, if you continue it, it's just adding that stress and it's going to make the appearance look worse. And we just don't want that. And it can add dry sensitivity to the skin, which is a whole nother problem. If you've been dealing with oil your whole life and you go to dry sensitive, it's like, what? how do I, you know, I swung the pendulum, you know? So a lot of these products have more to do with, and I'm, we'll break them down a little bit with about um, where you are in your oily journey. So um, in the cleanse step, so this is like the first step I look for is the cleanse and then the prep step are the first two steps in your skincare regimen. And this is where oily skin can go horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> 
the cleanse and prep step can be incredibly drying and it has its place. But when we talk about doing it on a daily basis, it's just it's too much. So when I when I'm talking with somebody about their oily skin, we usually have a conversation of, uh, you know, we got to make sure there's that protection. But how much do we really need to strip? And a lot of it is, is let's play around with the cleanser you need, because if we can balance it and not take too much, then you don't have to work that hard. Your skin's already doing the protect step on its own. Mm -hmm. That oily production at the end, it's doing its job. Like I'm kind of envious, honestly, like my skin just does not produce oil, (laughs) not easily anyway. And so I want to make sure that we're balancing that cleanse and protect step. So some of these recommendations are going to be and or if but statements. So the first one of my recommendation for cleansers is the Beauty Counter Counter Control Cleanser. I do like this cleanser. It is very high powered. It does the job. Mm -hmm. If you use it too much, like morning and night might be too much. Um, You could use it every day if you really truly have oily skin. If you end the routine with something ultra protective like a facial oil. So, and this is like an and or if statement. This is where I'm like, I would love to talk to people with oily skin because it very much depends on their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Do you work out all the time? Because that's going to dry your skin. Do you uh, like to use treatments on your face? We can talk about that. You know, when do you wash your face? Like, you know, there's just a lot to talk about. So the next step though is, or the next product recommendation is the Beauty Counter Charcoal Bar. I love this cleanser on a treatment basis. So let's say, for instance, I had a skin consultation the other day where she was training for a marathon. And she's like, I do long runs every day. And she also has a problem with hyperpigmentation. So she wears a stick, face stick, um, actually, actually the body stick on her face because it's the only thing that will stay on while she's sweating. And she needs that protection. And so I'm like, all right. But she doesn't, like she feels like she kind of has oily skin. So I said, well, I actually think the charcoal bar is not a bad way to go for you because you've got so much product there and oil. Um, so she's like one of the few people that I've talked to that I'm like, you could probably do this every other day. Otherwise, I'm like charcoal bar once a week, twice a week, not very often, depending on your lifestyle, of course. It's really interesting then, to think of a cleanser as like a treatment basis. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, charcoal can be very high powered. And when you've got a really high performance product, it may not be appropriate every day. Yeah. So um, the next recommendation is the Leilani Skin Care, and I, you guys know how I feel about that line. Uh, there's this product called the Kalima Cleansing Powder. I love this powder. Like this was um, my summer go-to before I found Beauty Counter, um, and it was it's got a little bit of grit to it. It's got a little bit of texture to it, but it smells like a creamsicle. <laughs> it smells like Yum. an orange creamsicle. Oh, it's just it's just the most yummy product, and it comes out like a powder, so it doesn't have any of the you don't have to worry about preservative issues in there, and so it's a powder. And you get to customize how thick it is by what kind of water you put in there. So I usually put the powder in my hand, drip a little water into it. And it makes this beautiful little paste and it acts more like a paste on the face. It doesn't foam or anything like that. But that can be a lot of the problem for oily um, skin is that they don't get exfoliation because mm-hmm. they're not using a high enough powered like uh, chemical exfoliant and it just turns into this whole issue. So I really like that cleansing powder for that reason. It smells wonderful. It performs beautifully for the summertime. Um, it does a little bit of mechanical exfoliation, which I will say people with oily skin can handle that mechanical exfoliation, like a scrub, um, which please do not put scrubs on your face if you can help it. Um, a towel, like anything, a brush, um, oily skin can handle that mm. more so than other skin types. So just they have that extra protection yeah exactly so this is the next step in your skincare regimen is their prep step so this preps your skin further for accepting product and getting better penetration usage of the product you're using later on so the prep step is usually where you're going to find things like mists and sprays Um, and the mist and a spray is especially appropriate for people with oily skin so but this is also this is where toners come in that can be incredibly high and kind of really drying and you have to be very 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 careful about how how stripping you are being so two out of the three recommendations that I have are very gentle they're gentle they're effective for somebody who's not out of balance now my third recommendation is going to be more about somebody who's got like they've got stuff they got to deal with so my first recommendation is the beauty counter number three mist and this has um, peppermint and charcoal in it I love this for mist Yes, the balancing mist. And it's got this great like oil balancing um, prep for makeup, for other products. It's it's really refreshing after you worked out. I just I do really like this product. Uh, the next one is the Michelle Fruit Enzyme Hydrating Mist. It sounds kind of counterintuitive for oil 
production, but the enzyme factors in this mist are going to do a better job of prepping the skin for the acceptance of a treatment and a protection. So I think that this one is going to be great for people with dry skin in the summertime and oily skin even year round if you're already feeling rather balanced and you just want to make sure your skin's prepped for the rest of the regimen. Love it. Now the Beauty Counter Counter Control Instant Matte Toner is the one where I'm like hesitant to be like, Everyone who has oily skin should use it because it's very good at what it does. It's It's got a great um, um, ability to really take the oil from the face and allow you to be ready for a treatment and a protect. So if you find and so this might be something where somebody uses like just in the evenings, like mm. like, for instance, when somebody comes to me and they really want to work with redness in the face, pigmentation or breakouts, which, which, which breakouts are an inflammatory response in a lot of ways is I take out the prep step in their morning routine and I'm like let's let's just get that out of there and then we'll put the toner in in the evening if they feel like they have oily problems because we we're just prepping the face for the rest of the routine you don't need it for anything else so I'd say the the counter control instant matte toner is great when you are just using it as a prep for the rest of the routine but if you're using it as a crutch to dry the skin in the face you're actually probably perpetuating your own problem (laughs) so just saying (laughs) do not over dry your oily skin i yeah that's that honestly is a huge culprit for a lot of problems with people with oily skin yeah the the next step treat yeah and the treat step is the this one's kind of the fun part for me because this is where people can see a lot of change so the beauty this is where masks come into play for people with oily skin so the beauty counter charcoal mask is great for drawing out oil it allows it to be washed away it's gentle it's safe i appreciate the other ingredients that that are in there because a lot of times masks are where the junk is because people think well it doesn't stay on my face and it's like yeah but masks are meant to be a treatment step really they're meant to be delivering ingredients at a like a pretty high rate like it can be ultra drying to be able to penetrate so it's I appreciate this mask because it's not overly drying as a treatment step so maybe once a week maybe twice a week at most um the next one I appreciate is the beauty counter counter control sos spot treatment now this one is literally what it sounds like it is a spot treatment but this is part of that 2% salicylic um, category where it's literally just covering the breakout. This allows the product to penetrate um, the oil while delivering anti-inflammatory properties. And this is my go-to. It travels with me. Like when I get a breakout, that sucker goes on top. It is like, it does amazing things for anti-inflammatory and oil cutting to be able to deliver the rest of the ingredients that are in that product. So even if you don't have oily skin, the SOS spot treatment's fantastic, but if you have oily skin, it's going to be really helpful because you're going to have more oil production than other people. So you really need the spot treatment. Uh, this next one is another Leilani skincare. I do love this brand. This is the Coco Leca mask and Coco Leca is chocolate and it's the Hawaiian word for chocolate. And what I love about this mask is it's got mineral rich clays in it and minerals are necessary for the body to use water mm-hmm. and oily Preach. skin for yeah, purge. Um, oily skin doesn't think about the fact or oily skin people don't think about the fact that they really do still need water in their skin, their skin to maintain their youthful appearance. Mm-hmm. So when you've got mineral rich, rich clays, you're also helping with water retention in the skin while drawing out the oils at the same time. Um, in this mask, it also has coffee in it. And the nice thing about coffee is the caffeine part of it is also pore tightening. So I love Ooh, coffee. I like um, that. When, Mm-hmm. When you're looking for some pore tightening, it has activated um, coconut charcoal in it. And that's really and there's lots of different. there's bamboo charcoal. There's um, wood charcoal, which I don't recommend for your face, but there's that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, coconut charcoal is a great one because it's very gentle compared to the other charcoals that are on the market. So this one has activated charcoal, activated coconut charcoal. Um, it's got coconut milk, cacao, um, the antioxidant rich fruits are going to be helpful for purification and allowing the skin to detox and drawing out impurities through the clays. So really this mask is kind of a one-stop shop, but I love that it's not overly drying. A lot of times masks are just like wintergreen and peppermint oil and clay and alcohol. And, and I'm just like, whoa, how many things acid. can we use to dry out your skin? Yeah, it's like. And that's it. That's all that's in there. And I'm like, well, hold on a second. Like, I think the skin could use a little more than just yeah. straight up drying. I think also just on a side note, when you look at masks in general, whether you have oily skin or not, they are they have some of the nastiest ingredient lists out there because of what it yes. takes to 
um, suspend some of these actives that are delivered in a mask. So like if we even dig into like top five things that have the, the most quote unquote, like dirty versus clean ingredients in skincare products, masks are really high up there next to lipstick and mascara. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It goes like, right. Lipstick, Mm -hmm. mascara, masks. Yeah. And that's, that's sheet masks, clay masks. Like they're, they're heavily, heavily overlooked. Yes, yes, yes. So, okay, let's get into this protect step because I know this is, there's a little complication here. Yes. <laughs> I know. Answer and is, this one's another, it depends. And, yeah, another and or if depends statement, but um, it still needs to be said that, like I was saying earlier, the protect step is all about making sure the skin is getting what it needs to mm-hmm. uh, to be able to un- encounter stressors in our environment. And the good news is, is that, we don't have to uh, worry about lipids in your skin <laughs> if you have oily skin. So we don't need to add more oil to your skin. But my recommendations are is that you still need a cream-based, a water-based moisturizer that's going to be benefiting you because everyone, as they age, loses the ability to retain water in their cells. Mm-hmm. That's just what happens. And so my daytime recommendation is actually the Beauty Counter Countertime Antioxidant Soft Cream. I love this cream because it's addressing the environmental stressors that everyone encounters that just causes breakdown in the skin. So it's it's an all-around protective measure for the skin. It's got a great viscosity to it. It it doesn't feel too thick. It absorbs well and it does well for all skin types in my opinion. I've seen it work for other for all skin types so far. So if you're looking for something that's water-based during the day, my recommendation is to do a water-based during the day. And if you can get a moisturizer that has those benefits that protect you for the day, then that's that's the money right there. So that's why Countertime's antioxidant soft cream is where it's at for me. And then the evening routine, um, truth be told, like a facial oil is not a bad way to go for the evening. You can do, um, you're going to find a lot of night creams to be too heavy for oil-based because there's been an entire day of oil production on the face and we've hopefully have prepped the skin correctly for clearance to be able to add like a treatment step to it and get ingredients to it that are going to nourish the skin um but really we just in the evening we don't want to get in the way of the body doing its thing because it's doing a great job already you know so that's why i appreciate a balancing facial oil like the number three balancing facial oil from beauty counter it's going to be helpful for keeping inflammation down allowing the skin to do what it needs to reset and, and and improve the skin in its controlled environment in the evening. So really, you can do a day cream in the evening if that's what you want, but a night cream will most likely be too heavy for a lot of people that have oily skin. So um, however, the Countertime Supreme Cream is pretty fantastic if the skin's been prepped correctly and it's been um, allows the Supreme Cream to penetrate a little deeper cool but it's going to be a very person-to-person dependent thing and you kind of just have to try it out so you probably don't take advantage of that 60-day return policy (laughs) Mm, love that 60-day return policy so yeah super helpful um so question like as far Mm -hmm. as a makeup prep goes if you're using something for that would you put it on after your day cream Good question. Yes, but you have to wait. Like you can't do them so close together. <laughs> okay. You have to so wait. So give us for that some scenarios thing. here. Like what are some good makeup preps to use? So the Beauty Counter Instant Matte Effect Gel Cream is a great prep for the skin because it's got that mattifying effect to it. It's gonna do. It's gonna have a modicum of oil control to it. That's gonna uh, help your makeup stay a little longer. You can also do the number three Beauty Counter Mist. It's the balancing mist. That'll be helpful. Um, I like the gel cream a little better because the coverage is a little more even. Mm-hmm. So, or you're going to apply it more evenly. Um, so I think the makeup prep is going to be the best way to go for those two things. Um, the This isn't necessarily, it can be a prep. It depends on how you use it. I really do love translucent powders for people with oily skin. So like good. you can, yeah, you can use it for two different purposes. You can use it like a makeup prep on your face and um, just make sure you pounce on your foundation on top and don't swipe at it. If you use a powder underneath, that'll make the longevity a lot longer because the powder will absorb the oil instead of the oil going straight to moving the foundation, which they're both oil and cream. And so they're going to, the oil is going to move the cream, but if the powder's there, it's going to cause a little bit of an oil dam for you. So it's not going to move so much. I also like translucent powders right on top of the skin, like on top of the makeup too. Um, 
my two favorite mattifying powders or translucent powders is the beauty counter mattifying powder that is by far my favorite clean translucent powder on the market and I trust me I've tried like seven different kinds because it was such an integral part of my makeup kit professionally uh, for brides especially because they needed their makeup to last all day long Mm -hmm. that mattifying powder was where it was at for me because it didn't um, cause that like old lady texture in the skin which happens a lot yeah yeah it causes all that crepey texture where you can see all the detail that you don't need to see it's much better at um, causing that blur effect without causing that drying effect Uh, Another one that I really enjoyed, which is kind of a new find for me, is the 100% Pure Bamboo Blur Powder. Mm. And it is made from bamboo powder, which I think is fascinating. I think that's so cool. I personally like the tinted ones because um, the other one gave me a little bit of a white cast, the translucent powder from there. But they have a fair, a medium, and a dark tint. And they're all tinted through fruit, which I find very refreshing. I think that's wonderful. That's so fun. So... And it's got a really interesting texture. So I actually recommend those to anybody who's looking for a little bit of longevity in their makeup and they worry like even if they're combo and they get a little oily in the center. So that's where I would go for that. Okay. So what are some um, like either processes or ingredients that we need to avoid if we have oily skin? Number one, please, please, please do not over dry the skin. Like this is a delicate balance. Yeah. And this is where the, this is the problem that most people have with oily skin is like, well, how do I know if I've over dried it? Like, what does that mean? And a lot of that is choosing to avoid some of the ingredients that are going to be problematic. Like benzoyl peroxide can be incredibly, this is another thing to avoid is benzoyl peroxide is it can be incredibly handy because it really clears the oil off the skin. So for the first like three to four weeks, maybe three to six weeks, it's amazing. And you're like, my skin has never looked better. I'm so like I'm so happy with my skin, but then slowly your skin starts to have other issues like bleaching in the skin. So the color of the skin is too is wider in patches or the opposite was you'll have hyperpigmentation and then that just shows stress in the skin. The skin is under stress. And then the long-term sensitivities that happen from benzoyl peroxide on the long-term basis, it's just not worth it. <laughs> and then it's also very difficult to get off of benzoyl peroxide once you've been on it because there's nothing else like it out there. Mm. So it's like, well, how can we how can we balance it? And I personally am like, let's just find something that works for you that's not even doesn't even have benzoyl peroxide in it. So um, I also something else to avoid is not exfoliating. So please exfoliate <laughs> because so people what's a with good oily exfoliating skin, procedure for someone with oily skin or product? actually oily skin is in a great place because they can do a little like the um kalima cleanser from leilani has got a little bit of an exfoliant property to it because it's got grit to it and but it's a fine grit it's not nuts please do not rub your face with like <laughs> nuts of any scrub. kind <laughs> oh my gosh just yeah no no walnuts no apricot seeds no yeah just nope that stuff is so sensitizing to the skin and it causes all these micro tears and it's just like oh my gosh it's i i've seen microscopic evidence of it so just take my word for it just don't do it (laughs) so but if you are going to exfoliate the skin you can do something that has a little more of a grit to it but like it has to barely feel like grit to you for on your between your fingers for it to be okay for your face um also the beauty counter overnight resurfacing peel is money it's got so many ahas and it's got salicylic acid in it so it's got aha and bhas in it Mm -hmm. so it's going to penetrate through that oil it's also got the soothing acids in it so you don't have to worry about that it's going to sensitize you because they've just done a beautiful job with that formulation so uh you can also go to a med spa or an esthetician and get regular um chemical peels done those are great people with oily skin have a little more room to play with a lot of different kinds of exfoliating um, methods because they're not going to be as sensitive. So definitely, definitely give that a try. Make sure you have something that works for you. Norwex cloths are still amazing people with oily skin too, if you're worried about sensitizing. So, okay, cool. All right. We've got lots of good questions around (laughs) oily skin. Um, Let's talk about really fast how the heck do you even know if you're oily? This is a question I think yeah. you get all the time. Like, yeah. when do you notice the shine? Is it, you know, like, is it first thing in the morning? Is it afternoon? Is it bedtime? Like, 
does it depend like when your skin looks oily or is it just always have to be oily like what the heck how do we figure this out because right. it's really confusing well it's such a fine line between combo skin and oily skin right because even people with oily skin are going to see most of the oil production in the center of their face so you can't say well do you get shiny in the center of your face it's like well it, yeah like i mean combo skin oily skin i do but it, i don't yeah, have oily exactly. skin yeah it's exactly and so it kind of has the conversation of, of like if your body is producing oil and you see it first thing in the morning, like let's say you have to wash your face because otherwise you feel gross. Mm. Like that's a pretty good indication. If somebody's like, I can't not wash my face in the morning because it feels so bad. It feels it feels bad to them. That's a pretty good indication. Um, alongside the large pores, if somebody came to me and they're like, my face feels like that, but they have beautiful pores, I'd be like, what are you doing at your face at night? Like, tell me about your regimen, you know? It's like, because those two have to go hand in hand. Mm. Um, and typically, you're going to see thicker skin along the nose and the apple of cheek because the skin will naturally thicken with the amount of oil that it's putting out because it can't exfoliate This is naturally. why the peel is so important. <laughs> yes, exactly. So really, the best test I can tell you guys, and we talked about this in previous episodes, is get some rice paper. So you can see like oil bonding papers. And when you wake up in the morning, before you get out of bed, before you touch your face, before you wash or you get in any of your routine, touch like in between your brow and your nose and your chin. And if any oil comes off in the morning, you can either confidently say you're over drying at night or your oily skin. It's probably mm-hmm. your oily skin. It's really hard to over dry your skin and then sleep for hopefully eight hours, six to eight hours. And uh not get balanced like you most of our bodies are amazing like really we are going to be more balanced when we're not touching or changing environments or eating or sweating or you know so when we're in a really like homeostasis point where we're just like steady uh, our skin's going to naturally balance itself so um most people with combo skin are not going to be there they might get a little bit of oil production in the summertime maybe the first thing in the morning but i'm talking like year round man people with truly oily skin will be oily <laughs> like all the time and there's not much for it it doesn't change okay so uh if you do have oily skin is it important to check for pore clogging ingredients even when you're like choosing safer skincare already like there's already mindfulness toward that when you're choosing safer products mm-hmm. um you know less occlusive ingredients but again we all know there's still occlusive ingredients that exist within Right. safer skincare options so I just hear a lot of people talking about like well I don't want any pore clogging things or I can't do oil because I have oily skin it's like no 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 that's not how it works <laughs> yeah so, school it, us on this one this is another one of those things that started out one way and it has been spun <laughs> so many times that we're like well I mean there's like partial truth in this so it's yes there are ingredients on the market that can be pore clogging uh but oil is not one of them. <laughs> there there are ingredients out there that are maybe um, like silicone or dimethicone based that can be more occlusive. However, most of those products, if you have a great regimen, can be cleared out through your regimen. It's when it's when people get those ingredients in their products, mostly makeup, let's be honest, like mostly makeup, then um, that they can't get them cleared out because their pores their pores are too big. Um, and that's actually really common. Someone who truly has big pores will see their makeup stuck in their pores. Mm-hmm. And that can be a really big problem. So yeah, it, it you have to look for ingredients. But if like, let's say I hear this word a lot and I want to clear this up. I have congested skin. It's like, well, mm. let's talk about that. Let's break that down. So where do you see this congestion? A lot of times it's nose and chin. That actually has more to do with your cell turnover rate than your sebum production and core pore clogging ingredients. It's that cell turnover because cells, I think about it kind of like paper mache. If you've got a ton of paper, but you don't have that like glue substance that you've made together, that paper is going to fall off. It's going to go do its thing. It's not going to get stuck to your project. But as soon as you introduce like the, the glue to it, which is oil, Let's face it, like our oil acts like that glue is it intermixes with that ingredient, the cells, the paper, and it creates this like paper mache that is 
darn near impenetrable and it causes congested skin. And so as much as we need to clear through the oil, we also need proper cell turnover rate that's stimulated on a regular basis. So if you're worried about poor clogging ingredients, you're more likely worried about cell turnover rate than you are about clogging your pores. Now, however, if you have really big pores and you find that your makeup is stuck inside your pores, toner, 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 toner. Mm, That's a good tidbit. Yeah. Toner is going to clear that sucker out better than anybody else could say. But you also have to make sure that the rest of your regimen is protective enough to be able to handle something that's so drying because toner is very, very, very drying. Okay. Okay. All right. And then we kind of, I think we already mostly answered this, but a product lineup for truly oily skin with no breakouts. Like if we're not speaking in caveats here. Right. Cleanse, prep, protect, treat before protect, obviously, uh, in the, yeah. the right order, like just rattle it off. Like, what are we doing? I really like the Kalima cleansing powder. You can also do the rejuvenating cleanser that we know is not going to be around forever. But if you can find a foaming cleanser, that's going to be more about cell turnover rate. That's going to be your jam. So, but that's also why I like the Kalima cleansing powder is it's not foaming, but it still has a little bit of that exfoliating factor to it. Um, You can control how thick or thin it is, that sort of thing. I really love that. For your prep, I would really, honestly, I really do love the the number three mist with peppermint and charcoal because it's not overly drying. It doesn't have ingredients in it that are going to be sensitizing. Um, I don't worry about there being too many active ingredients in it, but it's still going to help prep the skin and remove any oil that's going to be problematic. Um, For the treat step, I it, it this is gonna, uh, this one's hard for me because there's not going to be a lot a of one treats. answer. <laughs> I know overnight resurfacing peel. You guys, okay. I'm trying. I'm trying. This is so hard for me, you guys. This. Overnight resurfacing peel. I okay. love that, but you can't use it every night. So okay. Uh, and then in the protect step, honestly, I think it's going to be probably the number three balancing oil. I know that seems counterintuitive, but the the number three balancing oil is going to fix any sort of dry skin problem you might have. It's going to mix well with your current sebum production. It's not going to clog your pores. It's going to prep for makeup. Like it's kind of a one-stop shop, do it all. Two follow-up questions to that though. Yep. You don't do an oil after the peel, right? No. Yeah. So So you're doing the oil on a night that you're not doing the peel. Yeah, if you end up doing a peel, then you definitely need to use like the antioxidant safe um, soft cream. Okay. Um, anything cream based. So that's why I'm like, it's hard for me to give one protect step because you really need a water base and an oil base. And I, honestly, I say this even in my skin recommend or my skin consultations. If you have oily skin, you need two. Like you could get away with just the soft cream, but then you might need a heavier moisture every now and then. Or something that's going to have a more protective measure. Let's say you decide to do something in midwinter that's really cold outside. The oil is probably going to give you that ben- that protection that you need. Okay. So, so one last quick question. Yeah. Where are we at with serums and oily skin? Ah, serums. So it depends on... So for me, serums are more of like, what are we trying to do for the skin? So... Because serums are usually the highest concentration of active ingredients. They're going to be the most bang for your buck. Um, for instance, if you're using the countertime serum, the tetrapeptide? Yep. Tripeptide? Peptide. Tri- the peptide. Tripeptide radiance serum. Yeah, see, there's just so many good things to say. I forget which is what. So the tripeptide radiance serum is going to do a better job of water retention in our cells. So if you're concerned about anti-aging efforts and you have oily skin, that serum is going to be the way to go because it's not going to disturb your current lipid barrier, your moisture barrier that you currently have. Because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying not to disturb what's there, but still break through and deliver ingredients we need. So if you're looking for anti-aging, that's the way to go. Um, For other serums, it kind of depends. Most people with oily skin are using a serum to control what's there. Um, and that's kind of a fine line to draw. I don't mm-hmm. like serums that are about like drying the skin because it's like a teeter totter. It'd be so easy to like mess up that balance. So that's my thoughts on serums with oily skin. The only time you would use a serum with oily skin is if you're going for anti-aging efforts or you've got a breakout and you need to treat it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, and when would they do that? That would be right before your protect step. I okay. I like serums for the evening. I, I just okay nighttime. Okay. Yeah, I like them for the evening because typically the best time to use something that's going to be treatment based is going to be the evening. You're not dealing with UV rays, pollution, free radicals, things that break down those ingredients and make them not really usable for the skin. So if okay. you really are going for like high powered, 
evening. So once a week you're doing something like the Leilani mask um, or the charcoal mask and then normal exfoliating and treatment is going to be like alternating between the peel and maybe that serum. Yeah. Depending on and how often depends on how oily your skin is or yeah. how much you want to well, focus on anti-aging skin. or whatever. Yeah, oily skin can handle more exfoliation than other any other skin type on the red on those scales. So Roger. You can't really do that wrong too much. I love it. It's a little more yeah. forgiving. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, Miss Genevieve. I this is a I had so many questions. A lot of these questions were mine, just so you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> so I can deliver to y'all my my beauty counter clients really well. And we hope um, if you're a beauty counter consultant and you're listening to this, that this will um, serve you well and giving great advice to your clients. But also, um, if you have oily skin and you're coming at this and you're still feeling like, okay, I don't, I I know in general what a plan could be for me, but you need a really clear, solid plan. Um, a lot of what goes into helping oily skin has to do with managing your lifestyle. And so much of the advice that Genevieve gives is around like, um, pre and post workout skincare depend that like we would love to do an episode on pre and post workout skincare, but here's the real real. It really depends on your skin type. Absolutely. It really (laughs) depends on your skin type. Absolutely. So, um, you know, maybe we can do that in the future, but that's something to where you can really get that hammered out with Genevieve as to what would work best for your skin. So I cannot recommend enough doing a one-on-one skincare consult with her it's crazy affordable you guys go to jennybeauty.com you'll have a drop down menu that you see you can choose the skincare consultations link you can shoot her a message through that and she'll get a and she'll send you a quote and tell you what to expect for the whole process and it is worth the time worth the money go do it people and I love it. I and love doing it. And she loves it. And she loves the follow-up and seeing your results and everything. And this is just like, this is your happy place. You're so... Oh, oh. I am. She's living, yeah, in in her, living in her truth during these <laughs> yes, skincare consults. So I mentioned I've been watching Queer Eye, so that's happy. it's happening. <laughs> Channeling Jonathan, if anybody watches Living that. in your truth. <laughs> All right, my dear. Well, thank you, thank everyone. You. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. I pressed record. fire okay i was like ouch i said okay so wonderful yay we're gonna talk about oily skin yeah well i just went into that without doing our what's up i was i was gonna write it you were gonna write it just i was like let's do this okay (laughs) mark that are you okay what's the matter He's being an idiot. That sounds like no fun. He's ignoring me. He's plugging his ears. And he's being mad at me for no reason. Mm, sorry, Bob. It's hard to fight with your sibling, huh? <laughs> I wish I just had a sister. Well, I didn't have any sisters either, so I get you on that front. I always wanted sisters too. Sure. And then you gotta go. Okay. Lucy wants to say hi, Cassie. Hi, hi Luce. How are you, babe? Good. Good. I'm six now. I know. I cannot believe it. You're growing too fast. Are you going to come over to our house for dinner one day again? Yes, I am. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, we'll figure it out. And you guys need to come visit us. Yay. I want you to come see all our crazy animals that live on our property. We have ducks and chickens and pigs and cows. No, you don't. Yes, we do. Does she?
I can't hear what she's saying.